You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. And welcome to the Nerd Room. We talk all things comics and movies. This episode number 76, where we're discussing the Black Panther teaser trailer. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Nerd Room. Thank you. Thank um, you. It's quite uh, humbling to be here. Yeah, is it? Yeah, coming off the back end of one of our strongest reviews, I think. I think as far as this cohesion, this agreeance on a movie review something that we haven't really gotten to in quite some time this is our one woman review that we recorded last week yeah it's a lot of fun seeing you guys talk happy about dc <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even have to pay you guys either so no, that's good no it was quite good so you guys haven't checked out our wonder woman review we discussed it in quite a bit of detail last week so go back and check that out in the feed you're listening to right now but before we get into our news here guys how was your week Oh, my week was great. You know, uh, Friday, I smashed at the stores. I collected quite a bit of figures and comics and lightsabers. And You ended up running into some figures that you've been looking for for quite some time. I have. I, I finally built my um, my Sandman Build-A-Figure nice. wave. So I finally found uh, Spider-Man 2099 and Shocker. So that was cool. And I picked up Invisible Woman. Yeah. Um, Where did you even get that? Like, EB Games. Really? Uh, yeah, I think, I think she'll be packing up quite a bit like the Deadpool figure. I think oh, okay. she'll be an easy find. Yeah, same with the Submariner. He's he's kind of like that too. Oh, you got him too? No, I didn't. But I've been seeing him kind of oh, in okay. and out. Yeah, so, so those exclusives are dropping here and there. Yes, yes. I got absolutely. you a uh, invisible jet for your invisible. Oh, woman. here we go. I think. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Sanjay? Did you end up going to see Wonder Woman again? Uh, no, no. I'd like to see it again. Uh, probably eventually I'll get around to it. But uh, no, pretty quiet for me in terms of nerding. Um. You know, I've been saving up. As you know, I'm going to San Diego, so trying to save for that. Yeah, going to Comic-Con. So got to save up for that. and uh, Get some of them Thrawn exclusives. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to yes. buy them and sell them to you for twice the price. <laughs> <laughs> you and every other scalper. <laughs> I did get the Beauty and the Beast steelbook, though, and the Lego Batman steelbook as well came out today. So Really? Did you pick up the Guardians one? I know you pre-ordered it. Right? I did, yeah. but it's uh, off the website. Um, yeah. I guess Disney, the... Best Buy let the cat out of the bag, and the Nerd Room will let the cat out of the bag early as well. Disney is releasing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in 4K. Now, Disney as a company itself hasn't officially gone on board with 4K. So that was a screw-up at Best Buy's part, but uh, lucky me, pre-ordered it, so Disney is embracing the 4K format. So I think it's pretty safe to say if you're looking for the next ultra-high-def format, 4K is going to win out. Yeah, and it's only going to cost you $45 a steelbook. Now, I'm a steelbook collector as well. I only do the MCU and Star Wars. But I turned away from this one. I closed the Best Buy page. Shocking. I said, I'm not paying $45 for a movie. That's twice the price that we pay (laughs) to go see it. Over twice the price that we pay to go see it in the theaters. Like, that is too much money. What's the price point for you? I'm okay around that $30 mark for, for a blu-ray with a digital copy with the 3d sure i don't use the 3d and mm-hmm. the collectible steelbook i think 30 dollars is a fair price but 45 dollars yeah does that include the 4k blu-ray dvd 3D, probably and i think 3d features. as well dvd blu-ray to. 3d 4k figure, <laughs> hot toy <laughs> digital <laughs> exclusive yeah. but to be honest with you like how many people actually utilize all of those different formats exactly like for me even though i have the cds like, I use the digital copy. That's it. The code. I buy the codes. But no, I don't. Sometimes somebody <laughs> likes me the codes. <laughs> I've been like, known to sell. You can sell them off. Like, uh, oh, sure happens. Like, the digital codes. code, the DVD. I've been selling some of those off. So, you know, it makes, cuts the price $10, $15 yeah. off. So. It, well, I don't know. Like, digital is the way the world is going. But I'm mm-hmm. happy to have a physical copy of it and actually a collectible copy with the steelbook. But like I said, that, that $45 price point, that's way too much. Yeah, and I think it may have to do with um, the way we're going with uh, digital taking over physical media. It's like vinyl, you know, that's still there, but it's more expensive. Same with CDs, I guess. So, you know, as they get more rare, I think these things are just going to go up in price. And studios are really going to push their digital because for them, 
there's no cost to produce the disc. There's no cost to shipping. It's literally, here's a code and have at her. Like, it doesn't cost us Warner Brothers or Disney anything to give you a digital code. No, they have their, their individual sites or whatever set up mm-hmm. in the bank of digital media. Yeah. But the only problem with that sometimes, and that worries some people, is that what happens, it's not going to happen, but what happens if Apple goes belly up or whomever, right? Then you lose all your digital content technically. Yes. Well, some of the smaller sites like Flickster, um, you know, that's been getting merged with other companies and people are concerned if those digital codes will still work. So it's interesting. I mean, Apple may not go belly up, but some of the smaller ones, like, I don't know, like they don't all work for Apple iTunes. So. Whatever one, the Batman versus Superman, is that Flickster or whatever? I think it's Flickster. I think it's Flickster. Or Man of Steel is. Man of Steel is. Yeah. I think DC has some deal because it doesn't work with Apple, their digital code, yeah. which drove me mental. Warner Brothers has their own site that they use. Yeah. So. But it's still it's still up, but I'm saying like it's smaller than Apple. So yeah. I could legit see that going under like five, ten years or who knows, right? Well, if price points keep going this way, they're going to drive people to digital, mm-hmm. yeah, I think. Or at least doing the split where people you know buy the physical, get the digital copy. Like, you, there's a lot you can do there. And this is, again, why pirating such an issue. Mm-hmm. It's because when you say to someone it's forty five dollars to yeah. do something, right? It's why people don't get their friggin' oil changed when they're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. So I went and did the other one hundred twenty dollars to get my oil changed. Yeah. yeah, like this is why people don't do things. It's too damn expensive. Yeah, well, like it has to be economic for people. Like you can't ask people to pay forty five. I know this is a steel book. Yeah, but even the four K can't be much cheaper. No, it's a new new technology though, yeah. right? Like how expensive were Blu-rays when they first came out and now they're just the same as DVDs, yeah, right? $5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh where, where are you on this issue, Troy? With this issue? Like are you a physical media guy? I, I'm, I'm a physical, but I don't I don't keep up as much as you guys do. I don't buy as much Blu-rays as I used to. Mm-hmm. So I still won't be dropping forty five dollars. No, I, I I have a hard time dropping forty five dollars on a on an action figure. Yeah, and actually, I saw Wonder Woman the other day, forty five bucks. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Oh, where'd you find that? Uh, EB Games. They had the uh, Wonder icons, Woman. Icons, Wonder Woman icons. Oh, from the movie? Nope, it's uh, the comic book. So it's kind of like the Rebirth looking. Oh, costume. interesting. Yeah, it's meant to be the new fifty two, but they kind of just relaunched the Rebirth, so yeah. they went. The V-Work design. But uh, yeah, 30 bucks for her, sure. 45, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> 45 for Antwerpy, sure. Yeah, yeah. for a Mattel figure. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, gentlemen, that's a perfect segue. We started this episode on a giant tangent, but let's jump into some of the news and let's kick it off with some discussion of Wonder Woman. We did a review. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Wonder Woman? Tim's favorite theme song. I hate this song. How could you hate the song? So much so that we didn't even touch on it last week <laughs> in the review. Not the score or the music. Best superhero theme ever? No. I, I think no. so. I like it, but it's not. It's oh, not the best. it's iconic. You hear this and you're just like raring to go. I but, will say that its inclusion in Wonder Woman was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's the only credit I'll give it. It I'm, was subtle and it was brief. Yeah. This is going to be Tim's intro music now. Whenever we introduce at the beginning, <laughs> like, and I'm Tim, and then this will play. Yeah. I edit, so <laughs> I have the ultimate control. Anyways, this movie pulled in $103 million last week, and it continued to steamroll the box office with $58 million in its second weekend, which is a very impressive feat. This is outpacing Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel, all of these cinematic comic book movies. It's second weekend. It's outpacing a lot of them for just the individual money haul as well as the percentage drop. So this is holding quite firm, and it had a bit of competition with The Mummy, a bit of competition in the sense that it filled up theater space, not so much that the movie <laughs> itself was good. <laughs> haven't seen it, but it's, it's pretty incredible that this movie continues to plow through in this crowded summer movie season. What do you guys take on this? How much is it actually going to do? We're looking at $206 million already domestically, which is on pace with Man of Steel, as far as its second weekend total domestic haul. And it's already pulled in $438 million globally. What are the legs going to look like on this movie going through the next few weeks? Are we going to see a substantial drop-off, or is this going to pull up into that $300 million-plus range domestically and match that total of Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad? It's doing better than I ever could have expected. If you look at some of the um, second-week drops, this is the second best. The only superhero film that has beat it, I think, is the original Iron Man, which is crazy to think about. That This is outpacing The Dark Knight, Avengers which is insane when you think about it. And you look at the demographics of who's going to this movie, it's mostly women, which is good to see. And it's good that I don't think we've had a superhero film that has been mostly women 
if you look at the uh, demographic breakdown, no, I think it's mostly men, like sixty to fifty-five percent. Oh yeah. And I think, I mean, it's good to see. And I think that's contributing to the legs. I think the same amount of men are going, but now more women are going to this. And I think it's a wake up for studios. And I think, you know, now we're going to see Captain Marvel is the next female superhero film. And I think that comes out when 2019. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if that was 2018, maybe. That's yeah, 2019. Yeah, well, we might get the silver and black even. Oh yeah, yeah. might yeah. be pretty close to the yeah. Sony production, right? I bet you when Marvel announced that, they're like, "Oh yeah, Wonder Woman won't do so good, so we'll be have the first good female superhero film." And now they actually, for the first time, have competition. There you go. So they got to race their game. Um, I think, as you said, like Man of Steel did two ninety million, I believe. Yeah, two hundred ninety th- domestically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, domestically. I think this will reach three hundred million. I don't think it'll reach Batman v Superman. That's like three thirty-five, but three thirty. Yeah. yeah, and then internationally, I think this thing, you know, six hundred, six hundred fifty million, which is crazy because that's four times his budget. So yeah. yeah, no matter what, this thing's getting a sequel, and hopefully oh, soon, yeah. definitely, definitely, and hopefully a higher budget, an extra hundred million thrown at it would be nice. Um, so I'm glad that people seem to really resonate with this film and want to keep seeing it again and again. Uh, repeat viewers must be high and. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go out and see it now after you listen to this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. And one point of clarification there. You did say that it was outpacing Avengers. It's outpacing Avengers as far as percentage. Oh, drop. yeah. Yeah. It's it has crazy. a better, Yeah. There's no way it's going to touch the Avengers in terms of. You know, I mean, maybe when Justice League comes out later this year, she might reach there. I mean, who's to say? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of rumors going around right now. We heard a lot of rumors about this film as well. I mean, we—I don't know if we touched on it on this podcast, but I heard many people saying, you know, someone wrote an open letter claiming to be an employee of WB, saying Wonder Woman's a mess. I don't know. I mean, well, this is the rumors that are going around about Justice League. I remember those rumors about Wonder Woman. They didn't prove to be true. But now we're looking at Justice League. They're into their second round of reshoots for this movie, now under the helm of Joss Whedon. Now, a lot of these were at the request of Zack Snyder tweaking the back end of this. But I was looking at an article from Slash Film from the end of May and into June here. And there's these reports that there are substantial reshoots. They're retooling the majority of the movie. Now, some of this is including more Wonder Woman after the success of this. Some of that original reshoots were tweaking it after the reception of Batman vs. Superman. And we, t- we talk about this sometimes, we, you know, quite a bit about, especially about Justice League, about the fact that it's been plagued by multiple reshoots, retweaking of the movies. We've seen this a lot with other movies. Rogue One was one of the ones that mm-hmm. had been plagued with major reshoots, tweaking and changing the end of the movie. The trailers that we got early on had a lot of scenes in them that were no longer in the final cut of the film and very crucial scenes that framed the end of the movie. Do you think that Justice League, and I'm, I'm trying not to go negative here, <laughs> but do you think Justice League, with Joss Whedon helming it now, is going to be tweaked to a point where it's slightly less recognizable as a Zack Snyder film? Or do you think we're really going to see a change in tone or character portrayal as we go through these reshoots with Joss Whedon now rating maybe snappier dialogue, changing character portrayals their development like how do you think this movie is going to mesh together now that we do have two different directors two different writers and multiple reshoots throughout this do you think this is going to make the movie better because that's generally the goal of reshoots is to make the movie better and i think it was successful in rogue one i think it's successful in a lot of other movies but do you think this is going to be something that we really see in the theater? Or do you think they've kind of worked out this formula where they can get through reshoots and rewrites and, and tonal changes without making it a dramatic shift while you're sitting in the movie watching it? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, for once coming out of Justice League, this news doesn't really bother me. Um, plenty of movies from Thor, Underworld, um, to like you mentioned, Rogue One there. We've had after shoots or reshoots after reshoots. Most of the time they're planned and they're in their budget anyway. So I'm not too worried about this, especially in this scenario, because with Josh Whedon stepping in, this isn't very common. So it would make a lot of sense for him to step in and, uh, you know, alter the uh, the shooting, especially, you know, with the successful Wonder Woman. I'm hoping Josh Whedon's going in there and, you know, bringing Wonder Woman more to the forefront because... Like like Cap, it's like he got that big push after he kind of took over the MCU mm-hmm. as like the face of the movies. At least I I think so. He kind of yeah. took the shine from Iron Man a little bit. 
I hope they do the same with Wonder Woman. I hope it's more Wonder Woman and, you know, some Batman. Of course, you got to have Batman in the DCEU. But yeah, this news really doesn't bother me. And actually, if anything, it kind of piques my interest a little bit more because this movie wasn't even on my anticipated list. Josh Whedon stepping in here kind of brings it up a little bit. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it does no harm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great point you make there about Josh Whedon now taking the reins of Wonder Woman. He yeah. had that Wonder Woman script from before yeah. that never got made. Mm-hmm. He's always been hailed as someone that can write women very well. He has a lot of history writing very strong female characters. Black Widow, Buffy. Buffy, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so it'll be interesting to see if they go in and tweak Wonder Woman a bit and get her a bit more prevalent in the movie with a bit more of that Joss Whedon-esque dialogue. Yes. Sanjay, what are your takes on this on this Justice League news? Um, you know, as you said, it doesn't. As Troy said, it doesn't really bother me too much. I mean, reshoots happen in every film. They happen in Wonder Woman, Rogue One, and those films turned out to be great successes. Very nice. They were a great success. <laughs> Bringing back the Borat. Um, and this one, you could tell from the first trailer, it seemed to have a much different tone than Batman v Superman. I mean, if you watch that trailer and you watch Batman v Superman's first trailer, completely different um, tones. And um, the writer, I forget the writer's name. Um, it'll come to me later in the episode, and maybe it won't. David Goyer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. He's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he was saying that Justice League was always planned to be kind of like the lighter of the trilogy from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman to Justice League, and Batman v Superman was always supposed to be the darkest film. So, yeah, I kind of expected this one to always be like more of a lighter tone, and... Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they don't reshoot a lot of action scenes because, in my opinion, Zack Snyder does the best action scenes in the business. I love Josh Whedon. Um, what he did with the Avengers was really good. Avengers Age of Ultron, a little less so, but still was a good movie, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, he does really good character development and dialogue, and so if he can throw that in and you combine that with Zack Snyder's action scenes, then... I'm there opening there opening night, um, probably twice. <laughs> Let's face it, you're there opening night no matter what. Yeah, I was time. there opening night for I think the last all four DC movies oh, except for go. Batman v Superman. Um, I was there a week later because yeah. my daughter was born. <laughs> I had to sneak away. Fair excuse. Fair excuse. I asked the hospital if they could put it on yeah. during uh, the labor, but they said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kind of aligned with you guys there. My only fear is that this movie is going to feel like two or three different movies mashed together mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. like I felt with Batman vs. Superman. Mm-hmm. And not because of the editing. I think that would be a lot smoother here. It's just because there's a lot of hands in this now. And some of it is not the fault. Like this is, you know, leading into Zack Snyder's stepping down and Joss Whedon coming in Mm -hmm. and tweaks from Batman vs Superman with Wonder Woman influence so there's a lot going into this movie I think the next trailer is really going to set the tone for this movie if we can get a trailer that gives us a bit more and maybe gives us a slightly different tone or enlightens us a bit about what the story is going to be and how it's going to progress. I think that can go a long way. I'm sure we're going to get something at San Diego Comic-Con oh, this year. Oh, you have to, yeah. And it needs to be a big trail. This needs to create the buzz that some of these other trails have in the last little bit with Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. and Black Panther. It needs yeah. one of these highly discussed movie trailers on the positive end. And I yeah. think if they can get that, they can set the tone for what's going forward in the Justice League. And people are going to forget about these reshoots. And like they just need something more positive to yeah. chew on. Because again, with a lot of these DC movies, movies we are always just getting this continuous roll of negative news right now coming off the back end of wonder woman they need to build that momentum and give us a little bit more in this justice league world so that we can chew on something positive <laughs> well, why so, do you think that is i mean it's interesting um, it's an easy target i to mean be honest with yeah you. i mean because if you look at it right now there are four movies in right and you guys aren't um, as excited as the dc universe as i am but you'd say they're batting about fifty percent. Like you like you both like Man of Steel yeah. and Wonder yeah. Woman. So if you look at the first four MCU movies, you had Iron Man one, good. We've reviewed yeah. these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> MCU retrospective. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Uh, Thor, pretty good, and then Hulk and Iron Man two. You know, less so. So in my opinion, they were batting about fifty percent in their first four as well. I think a lot of the criticism comes from the fact that people expect a lot more mm-hmm. from those movies from the dc movies because they came in relatively late in the game they're coming off the back end of the dark knight trilogy yeah they've got a lot of momentum from that and this is at a time you think like 2012 was avengers 
you get into 2014, you get Winter Soldier, you get Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's a lot of big movies coming out, and they're doing really well. Like, Marvel mm-hmm. had this huge head start from 2008 forward yeah. before DC picked up in 2013. So they had gotten over these this kind of this learning curve, and they're taking baby steps and doing little things here and there, and people were able to forgive all the, a lot of that. Like, you have to think, too, like, a lot of people came into the MCU through Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And then backtracked. And it's same as what we call it the Winter Soldier effect yep. was Avengers made all the rest of those movies better because it made it a cohesive universe now. Mm-hmm. You saw the interaction between Thor and Captain America and Iron Man and you wanted to learn more about their backstory. So revisiting those movies was a better experience because of Avengers. Right. Where now we're propelling forward and people are expecting Avengers level type movies. Yep in the DC cinematic universe. And when these things fall flat or fall short, especially with Batman for Superman, mm-hmm. this is where people get this, this negative role. And I think now that we have Wonder Woman, they have something positive to kick off from. So the expectation for Justice League is going to be much better than it was if Justice League had to come out right after Batman for Superman. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, we're getting through the growing pains of the DC cinematic universe. The problem was it's very public growing yeah. pains. Prime example, look at the uh, Spider-Man franchise. Yeah. You have part one, awesome. Part two, Amazing. pretty good. Part three, went downhill, right? Yeah. And then you got the MCU on the rise. People are expecting more. We get Amazing Spider-Man. People didn't mind it. We got Amazing Spider-Man 2. It shut the whole thing down. Yeah. And now he's in the hands of the MCU, right? So, you know, you got you to stay with your competition. And I feel DC is, is struggling. But I think with Wonder Woman, they're on, they're, they, they, they took the right steps. And they mm-hmm. got to keep maintaining that. And hopefully uh, Justice League continues that. Yeah, yeah. even see. some of the other franchises, you'll get Fox with their doing. Fox, right? they're really yeah. up and down. They're you know? up and down. Yeah. They're all over the place. All over but the I think place. people yeah. have gotten to the point where they're almost done with the X-Men. Yep. Yeah. Like you look at the direction they went with Logan and Deadpool, this is their their niche now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they need to go with that because they got this X-Men Phoenix, whatever, Dark yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix coming yeah. out and New Mutants. All this. I think these are all going to be or going to play very similar to whatever the last one was called. Uh, Apocalypse. 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 Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's 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 one of these things that I think DC is held accountable by Marvel fans, by mm-hmm. like by moviegoers almost yes. to be at that similar level, even though that they are just going through those growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's we're at about that you know movie four, movie five, right. yeah, where they can come out of this and just kind of hit the ground running now. And learn from their mistakes and do things differently. Get more diversity in in directors and writers and bringing on writer-directors. So there's a lot of good things coming here. A lot of positive discussion, I think, that can be had coming off the back end of Wonder Woman. But one thing we do have to discuss here when we're talking about DC is, is some sadder news. Yeah. Adam West, TV's Batman, Batman 66, passed away this past weekend. And this is something that comes up very, very often now Mm -hmm. all these actors that we associated with growing up that were playing in these big roles in the 60s and 70s are all now passing away and adam west is quite a significant one for the nerd world because for a lot of us that's how we got introduced to batman at least for myself i remember sitting down at my cottage watching batman 66 this is how i thought batman was (laughs) how i first saw the joker and then going into batman 89 was such a huge thing and tonally it was very different but batman that most people knew at least our kind of generation what we had was the syndication of batman 66 and even going back to the calgary expo a few years ago Mm -hmm. when i was going up and getting stan lee's autograph adam west was sitting right beside him and i had the fortunate experience of the line kind of being a little longer and i got to see stan lee and adam west interacting with each other they had this very cool rivalry this dc marvel rivalry (laughs) and they were literally standing up and kind of yelling back at each other but like in a very friendly way in a very jokingly way so it was really cool and i'm like arms reach away from adam west and stan lee at this point and they're going on and on and kind of you know Get, trying to get on each other's skin. Yeah. That's about, amazing. Like, it was a really cool experience oh, to wow. see the two of them going at it, these two icons. Yeah. And to now to have one of them pass away and the other one is 94 or whatever. Yeah, so get up there. It, it's did you guys feel this one as much? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really grow up watching Batman 66 to be honest with you, 
But I do recognize the significance of his passing. I mean, he was the first, well, he wasn't the first Batman on screen, but he was one of the first and probably the most popular until Michael Keaton's 89. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about like the 30s, the serials from the 1930s, which no one here remembers that's listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Adam West, he was a huge star. I mean, he turned Batman into a huge star. He paved the way. If that show, Batman 66, isn't successful, I don't think we get Batman 89 and then by that extension I don't I don't know what we get like I don't think we get Superman the movie from the 70s because you know they show that you could superheroes on TV could be bankable and so you know he he was a pioneer you know and I, I remember when Christopher Reeves passed away that one was hard for me as well and uh, um, that's a different circumstance obviously but uh, yeah I mean this one you definitely feel it. I mean, whenever a Batman passes away, it's big news. And I think he is, you know, from all the other Batmans that have been around, he's the first one to go. And, you know, Roger Moore passed away recently, recently yeah. as well. The, the first Bond to pass away. Yeah. So these things are becoming uh, more commonplace now. So it's sad to see. But uh, one of the things that's kind of unique when someone passes away is you think about their legacy. And, you know, you go back and you remember their works of art you know like how many times were people talking about adam west three weeks ago you know like people knew him but they didn't like you know bring him up but now that he's passed away you're hearing all these cool stories and it's it's neat to see and it's uh it's it's uh it's nice to hear these stories and uh wish we were hearing him under happier circumstances but uh yeah he'll always be batman to me yeah yeah yeah, you know, this this guy was one of, like, everybody's Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember being a kid, just totally loving Batman for what he did and bringing that light and that color. And I, and I really thought what was so cool about this character is that, like, my parents watched this guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, my, this was my parents' Batman. This was one of the first experiences I've had, you know, with that. So it's really unfortunate that he that he's passed, but he was great, and he's he's forever Batman. And, you know, even seeing the um the Michael Keaton Batman, I was kind of like, wait, this is weird because <laughs> Adam West is Batman, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, shoot, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. He will be missed. Mary West, too, from Family Guy. Yeah. Um, you know, he's one of the, like, the main... Um, actors to really embrace his role as being like a superhero being kind of like tight-casted but he embraced mm-hmm. that you know yeah. he made it his own and yeah just forever missed and um yeah rest in peace yeah, yeah. that's an interesting point you bring about this generational thing mm-hmm. i don't think there's any other superhero that spans multiple generations as being the hero right, or right? the person behind the mask that's right like with the exception of maybe christopher reeves yeah he's the only other one yeah. that i think would be that this is our our shared Batman. Yeah, maybe like Linda go, Carter from Wonder Woman. Maybe, but not Lou so. That was because we didn't have many live actions of Wonder Woman either, yeah. right? So that's true. That's true. Yeah, but Adam West really embodied that. Well, to a certain degree. I mean, they changed his character. They changed Batman a lot. Yeah, you know, going into '89. But everybody can still be like, yeah, that that was my Batman. Everyone's yeah. seen it. Like, even if you're a fan of the show or not, you still remember. Like, I have the movie, the Batman '66 yeah. movie campy is all hell but it's still a good time like you put it on you laugh your ass off but that's what it's intended to do yeah, yeah. campy like, was like made off of him yeah you know i have so many fun yeah. memories of watching that at my cottage when right. i was a kid like yeah. i that's one of the things i remember sitting down i know i've talked about this before mm-hmm. but i remember sitting down on rainy days yeah. and that like that that whole intro coming on with oh, the yeah. villains yeah. flying across yeah. the screen and all that same t- uh, same channel yeah, yeah. You same know? Same yeah. yeah. Same i love that or whatever it was. Uh, and his utility belt was i love the bat cave it's yeah. so colorful it had like that star trek kind of feel you know what i mean yeah yeah very much uh do you know who was one of the driving forces behind the creation of that show hugh hefner really yeah he used to have parties and he would put on the batman 1930s serials and they would laugh about how bad it was and it became really popular and then from that spun off batman 66 so Cool. There you go. And he does have one more debut as Batman, actually, because the, there's the animated uh, Batman movie. Oh, uh, that's like the 66 right. era. Part oh. one came out, I think, last year, and yeah. part two is coming out pretty soon, too. There you go. Oh, yeah. nice. I have yeah. part one, so I'll have to pick up part two now. Yeah, I think it's like Tales of the Crypt. Uh, Tales, Tales of, of the, the Cape Crusader. Cape Crusader. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, it's even had a bit of a renaissance itself because there's a Batman 66 comic. There is. And then they re released the whole series in this massive box set a year ago. Yeah. Right. I might have been even last year's San Diego Comic Con. Did they really saw that? Yeah, I think so. We'll, yeah, so, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot there. And yeah, rest in peace, Adam West. Our condolences yes. to his family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his legacy will live on forever. Definitely. 
definitely love those eyebrows yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right gentlemen let's let's slide over to some comic book discussion let's talk about our comic book picks of the week and i'm going to throw this one to troy because (laughs) i have a feeling him and i are going to have the exact same pick of the week so what are your thoughts on (laughs) darth vader number one meets batman year one basically um charles soul tim's a big fan of his i'm right there behind him and uh giuseppe on the art Man, he see, Giuseppe's been just classic with Spider-Man because he, he gets the the emotions of the mask and how it works, how his eyes go up and down, and he conveys that again with Darth Vader. You know, he has that one helmet that doesn't move, but in the comic, he he captures like these angles of his helmet, and you get what Vader is thinking yeah. under that helmet. The art is fantastic. Seeing like a young Vader is 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 genius. This is what we, we <laughs> needed. I love Revenge of the Sith, but we needed this in that movie. We needed to see more Vader in the costume. And I just absolutely love what they're doing. Um, you know, he's on a quest for for his lightsaber. We get more Kyber Crystal talk yeah. going on about how they bleed and just man, the dynamic between Palpatine and Vader is great and it and it captures what happens in um Lords of the Sith a little bit too yeah. like this is like a classic uh, prequel leading to Lords of the Sith like I can't wait to finish this series I think it's an ongoing yeah and then and then pick up Lords of the Sith again for the third time and dive into it I, I love this book this is exactly what I needed from Star Wars right now yeah it yeah. is absolutely brilliant it's also my pick of this week it, it I love where they kick it off it's right after Revenge of the Sith yes. ends we pick up right there and that interaction between Palpatine and Vader and yeah. And how palpable, you know, there's a little something that goes on. Don't use the force on me ever again or else. That is so cool. And you're so right about the art is that in the films, conveying Vader's emotion is is difficult, but they do it really well through his actions and his voice. Yes. But we don't have that voice other than one that you have built into your head in his comic book. So you're right with the art, the expressions that you get off of his movement and how they they, they draw the panels and how they're able to express what's going on. Like I feel Anakin in that suit, even though it's fully Darth Vader. And 100%. I feel coming out of, of Revenge of the Sith, this is a perfect segue into this. And the whole thing with the lightsaber, is, I cannot wait to get Can't into wait. more of this. This is an absolutely incredible start to this book. The only complaint I have yeah. is a $4.99 price tag and that, that thing at the end. You see, it's like the, you get the, the book and then you get this like five page. Oh, yeah. And they did that before in the other Vader comic, no, I think. No, it was maybe the Vader. They also did it in Darth Maul number one. Okay. They have like this. It's the same artist. It's Goofy, like, though. It's kind of like, yeah, cartoonish looking drawing yeah and it's like a backup story with droids yeah and then you get the same thing in mall it's an extra buck for that it is i wish there was a choice that you could do this 499 it was a special feature and then you get the 399 just for your basic comic right but at the same time like i'm gonna get this no matter what oh yeah just detract (laughs) from the story yeah just the cost i'm kind of but at the end of the day if you aren't reading anything star wars or if you read the vader series this is going to be a very worthy follow-up that is in fact a prequel yeah definitely everything but it's again it's it's slightly out of the era of the star wars books which yeah. is nice so it's getting away from the rogue one a new hope time frame mm-hmm. and jumping back to this again this era that we do have a lot of novels in yeah but we haven't really focused in on a lot on vader with the exception of lords of the sith yeah yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this ongoing and see where they take the characters. Yeah, and, and again, the art, I can't praise it enough because, you know, one of my complaints going with the previous Vader comic, the art was pretty hit or miss. It wasn't very consistent. Sometimes his helmet was a little too big. Sometimes the angle of the characters looked a little off. Here, page for page, there's a lot of great action panels in this comic book, especially towards the end when Vader does some damage. So guys, I'm telling you, go out there and pick up this book. I picked it up twice, one for the variant cover with the action figure of Anakin, my boy Chris over there at Alpha Comics. Shout out to him. (laughs) He uh, he reserved uh, two issues for me. So it's a good book. Sanjay, I'm dying to hear. Can your comic book pick of the week rival ours? Probably not. <laughs> Just being honest. Uh, I haven't had much time to read. I was out in BC for the weekend, but I did pick up one book, uh, Justice League number 20. I haven't been loving this Justice League run, to be honest with you guys, but it, this issue had some good stuff. I mean, mostly Justice League, which I'm sure is the Avengers is the same. They focus on like three characters. Like Justice League is always like a Batman, a Superman, or to a lesser extent, a Wonder Woman story. Yeah. This one seems very much a Flash and a Jessica Cruz Green Lantern story, so that was kind of refreshing to see. Um, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day scenario where the Flash keeps reliving this one moment where Jessica Cruz Green Lantern is dying and he's trying to figure out what's happening. 
Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's just the first part, so it has me intrigued, and I'm going to pick up the next couple issues and see where this goes. So, um, yeah, that was my comic book pick of the week. <laughs> you know, good for you, because, you know, I, I started off with um, Justice League New 52 going back to Dark Side Wars. So good. Got me hooked. I loved everything they were doing, and I got into the Rebirth, and I thought Rebirth was killing it on every book except Justice League. I agree. Um, I made it all the way up to six, issue six. I just didn't like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that they have two Green Lanterns on the team. Yeah. You know, I feel like the Justice League is powerful enough. What do you need two Green Lanterns yeah. on there yeah, for exactly. in the first place? But what you, uh, the book you just talked about, it's funny because it kind of rivals, it sounds better than the Avengers book. Because right now the Avengers book I'm reading, you know, you got uh, Doctor Doom slash the infamous Iron Man, which sounds cool and he's great, but they're basically taking on like, uh, a squirrel what was it it's a it's a camp full of girls like teenage girls this is actually the avengers versus a camp full of girls whoa, so whoa, what? going off of your book there <laughs> justice league issue 20 I'll, I'll take that over the avengers right now avengers is a, kind of a hot mess is that right like now. a friday the 13th ripoff like is like one of them jason it's, uh, or something? it's, it's, like... it's uh, <laughs> yeah it's little girls that are possessed and they're in camp and the only person that can take them out is the wasp and yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. I'll just I'll just leave it with you. Yeah. This this is the first time <laughs> since I've started reading comic books that yeah. I'm not actively reading an Avengers book. Yeah. That's disappointing because Avengers and Justice League should be their two best titles. They should be. You should like Jeff Jones when he wrote Justice League. He said, "I don't do events for Justice League because Justice League their arc should be an event. I mean, they're that big, they're that powerful. The Avengers, I feel the exact same way." If you give me an arc that doesn't feel like an event, it's a letdown. And, you know, um, not just Justice League, but uh, the writer of Avengers, uh, Hickman. Okay. He gave us one of the best runs I've ever read. That's another level. And you look at what Bendis did as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. These are long running arcs. Like, I don't want in an Avengers book a six issue arc that fits into a trade. We need to have something that's seated, it goes on for a long time. And also, even if you want to do a book once every two months because it integrates what's going on elsewhere so the 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 writers have time to say oh i know what's going on in captain america thor and working all that in together to make these again feel like event style books yeah once a month once every two months that's what they need to do with these books long extended arcs that also builds in everything so you know people are getting tired of, of event after event yeah but if they just had these long-running arcs in these team-up books, you could avoid some of the bigger event-style books by just doing, like you said, the events within the team-up books yes. yeah, that tie everything else together. I like that idea, actually. I'd definitely go that route, you know, every two months or you know, a month and a half, give us a solid Avengers Six weeks, book. Yeah. 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 Cause right now there's been nothing but time traveling and Avengers fighting, you know, camp girls. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. And then the X-Men books are giving you time travel. Like there's too much time travel going on in the Marvel universe right well, especially now. Especially when they did age of Ultron and they said no more time travel yes. ever. Right. <laughs> Broke the universe. Yeah. And then yeah. they've just been all over. Exactly. It. And, and then we got us, uh, secret wars, yeah. no more dimensions. And then we have, you know, spider Gwen in another dimension. <laughs> it's crazy. It's disappointing yeah. because I used to look forward to reading the Avengers. I would pick it up every month whenever it would come out and Hickman run. Hickman, yeah. 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 And, um, you know, since he's left it, I haven't picked up an Avengers book. So I want well, him to get much. back on track. Yeah. I Someday, want both to. Yeah. Someday. Coming out of the back end of Secret Empire, which continues to kill it. Yeah. It looks like it's going to bleed into this legacy thing where we're getting the, the characters, the original characters coming back, the original Hulk maybe, being Banner yeah. and Iron Man and all this. So it looks like they're going to go back to the status quo. But right now, the Secret Empire is awesome. And I'm only reading the main book yeah. and the Captain America tie-ins, and it's still great. I'm not going for every single time. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, call my my pull list a little bit here yeah. and really focus in on Star Wars and a few Marvel books right now. Great. Up until I get confident that I can jump into something else and really enjoy it. Nice, nice. But, I'm getting close to Secret Empire because Spider-Man next issue is going to tie in a little bit more yeah. to Secret Empire. He even showed it, so can't wait. Yeah, it's awesome. That's another one you guys should be picking up yeah. if you're not. Anyways, let's let's go over to some. Video game chat. We don't talk a lot of video games. I'm not a huge gamer myself, but Troy, you do divulge into a bit of gaming from time to time. And this weekend was E3. Yes, E3 2017. Yep. So this is a big convention for gaming. And there's two huge trailers that dropped. Yep. One for 
Star Wars Battlefront 2, and another for the newest Spider-Man game coming out exclusively on the PS4. Yeah, sorry, Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer. Now, we did have a previous trailer which focused on the single-player mode and this Infernal Squadron focusing around this female character, and that looks really cool. We have the prelude book that's coming out here in July, I believe, Yes. called Infernal Squadron. That's a prelude book to Battlefront 2 because that takes place right after Rogue One, and this campaign mode takes place right after return of the jedi yes and this trailer that we got at e3 focused a lot more on the multiplayer game mode yes which has this assault on feed which is on naboo which has darth maul as a playable character with clone troopers and battle droids and this thing looks absolutely incredible yes i'm really looking forward to either someone compiling all of the story mode into one thing or right. sitting over your shoulder for a couple <laughs> there <you> nights go. <laughs> and watching you play through this as a gamer and as someone that's played a bit of battlefront and a bit of the other star wars games how much anticipation do you have going into battlefront when it's finally released here i think in november i think it's november yeah. that makes sense kind yeah. of leading up to uh, last jedi there yeah um, this this is huge. This was this is a great trailer, but I still feel that the fans from the previous game, including myself, our biggest complaint was the lack of story mode. So I wish this trailer focused more on the story mode because we get multiplayer, right? Everybody yeah. understands how multiplayer works. So I wish we got to see a little bit more of the story. That being said, though, it's a fantastic trailer for what it does. You know, we get to see Darth Maul. Who doesn't want to play as Darth Maul? Um, it just looks so good. The planet Naboo that you mentioned looks great. But I just want to know more about the story mode. Yeah. I just want to experience that a little bit more. So um, all around looks great. The graphics are incredible. They are. Um, EA does such an incredible job there with the graphics. It looks like we're getting space battles this time too, which is great because if you go back to the original Battlefront games on the PS2 and the Xbox 360, no, just the Xbox, the first Xbox, um, you had um, space battles. I don't think you had them in the last game. Okay. So it looks like we're going back there, which is huge. It's Star Wars. You got to have space battles. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, the trailer knocked it apart for me. Yeah. Like I like the, the start is awesome because it gives you the stormtroopers through three different eras. Love that which, shot. Yeah, oh, it's so Borrowing cool. Borrowing from the Force Awakens opening scene, right? With exactly. The, you know the troopers in the shuttle. Yeah, yeah. and the, the gameplay with Ray and Kylo, the multiplayer gameplay yes. with Ray and Kylo. I agree with you. It's a bit confusing because at first I was like I couldn't tell what was gameplay or multiplayer mode. Yes. And what was the gameplay so i was like what the hell are they doing like like, darth maul with clone troopers this doesn't make sense like yeah i guess in the clone wars he kind of kicking around there with them yeah i I guess it's tough that's that's the big thing with the last one too is they're very careful with their continuity of video games um apart from their multiplayer mmo um the old republic which is not canon so they can do whatever they want Everything else going forward, the games have to walk a fine line between canon and just multiplayer. So I guess that's why the first game suffered because, you know, we had Force Awakens coming out. They can't reveal too much. Yeah. You know, so um, but this game looks like they found the footing with the book coming out. And then we do get a single campaign mode slash story mode. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. And it's set after Return of the Jedi. And that's the aftermath time. But it's kind of interesting because they're focusing in on such a small squad of elite stormtroopers yes is that they can really do whatever they want they can float around in the background right. of the aftermath events of whatever else is going on in that time frame yes and so i think it's it's an interesting way and a great way to expand the storytelling within the return of the jedi or post return of the jedi without kind of walking all over can you don't have to really worry about leia or han or yes. luke or anything like that they're going to be kind of meandering about trying to avenge the death of the emperor yes and, and and going back to a couple episodes or maybe even last episode you and i talked about this how you know we want to move away from that that rogue one episode four kind of story arc and go in this territory so yeah. i'm really glad that they are going that shattered empire road yeah and it, what's even better is they're going um you know behind the uh, the bad guys you know you and i are big fans of claudia gray's um Lost stars, yeah. you know. So we always like to see like the bad guy's perspective, right? So I'm I'm glad this this uh, game and book is going that route. Yeah, it seems like it was going to focus a lot from the perspective of the Empire, with the exception yes. of the multiplayer mode where you can play as Ray, Kylo, exactly Yoda, like Maul. Yeah, that. so it's gonna be pretty cool. Definitely looking forward to it. And the other big game is dropping. Again, for my man, Troy, yeah. big Spider-Man fan. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on this one? Because I didn't really see this yeah. one until right before we started recording when you said, have you checked out the Spider-Man game? Yes. And this trailer looks also fantastic. This is everything I wanted from a Spider-Man game, <laughs> from a superhero game. Yeah. Uh, this game looks so cool. We did see hints of it before from 2016's E3, but we just got a brief little trailer, and everybody was dying for more of this. So it is a, a Sony PS4 exclusive, so Xbox, you know, Nintendo, sorry, 
sorry guys, you can't get your hands on this unless you get a PS4. But this trailer slash gameplay is fantastic. I think it's about eight minutes long. The coolest thing to me is that they were focusing on a villain called Mr. Negative, Martin Lee, who's a new character kind of for the Spider-Man arc. Well, it probably came out around 2006-ish uh, from the um, Dan Slotman. He's a really cool character, so I'm glad they're focusing on him. We got to see Kingpin show up in this, and we get a little after credit scene of this trailer. So, spoilers alert, you know, after <laughs> Spider-Man handles his business, we see a kid and his friend looking up at Spider-Man in the action, and his friend turns away and says, all right, Miles, let's get out of here. And you see Miles, oh. you know, using his video camera to, to record Spider-Man. So, my mind was blown the whole time. I was up and down, just lose my mind over this game. It, it just looks so good. It borrows the mechanics from um, the Batman Arkham Asylum video games. So mm -hmm. everybody's pretty familiar with it. You can kind of hop in there and uh, and be very comfortable with this game. It, it just looks fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The gameplay that I did see there in that trailer looks really cool. Really cool. Yeah. So we, we're going to have a games night at some point. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've said it a million yeah. times. A million yeah, times, but it's, it's going down. It's yeah, going yeah. down. Get Izzy in there, too. It's, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Do you remember the... Uh, PS1, I believe, game for Spider-Man the movie. I do. When yeah. you fight the Vulture. Yeah. I remember, and I was hyped for that back then. It looked yeah. pretty cool. Uh, the Shocker. Yeah. Um, you could you could web swing. That's yeah, right. That, that was cool. That was cool. Do you remember when you passed it, then you unlock Green Goblin? And so, you could fly around with yeah. Green Goblin. Yeah, and then it was Harry Osborn who's like, oh, I found one of my dad's old glider suits. Yes. And then so that gave me hope for the third one that when Harry became Green Goblin, yeah. That he would actually wear like the proper glider suit instead of the punk skateboarding thing. Yeah, that the he demo goblin. Oh. Yeah, that, that's horrible. You know, it's funny going back then to those games because you'd play these games at least two or three weeks before the movie. Yeah. And you're getting spoiled all over the place. You wouldn't <laughs> yeah. care because you're playing the game. I, I remember playing um, uh, episode three, Revenge yeah. of the Sith on the PS2. PS2. The whole movie was spoiled for me, but I didn't care. I'm Anakin, like, hacking away, doing yeah. all these things. And then, you know, I see the movie later. I'm like, wait, I've been here before. That would never <laughs> happen now. Never happen now, no, right? No, never. No. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think those video games, you know, say they sell 10 million copies at 60 bucks a pop. That's 679 million. bucks now. What? Yeah, I want to buy Injustice 2. It was 80 bucks. I was like, I'll buy a couple action figures. That's like... <laughs> well, I remember back in the day, Super Nintendo games. Or, yeah, Super Nintendo Man, games were like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the uh, Justice League fighting game for I think it was Super Nintendo or Nintendo sixty four? And it was like ninety bucks back in for like Super, the nineties. Yeah, I remember that when Superman had the mullet. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's like one hundred fifty bucks in today's dollars for one game. It's a lot. It is. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. But at least with the games coming out now, they're giving us a lot to look forward to, and I'm excited for them. I'm excited Absolutely. for you for them. Oh yeah, thanks man. <laughs> Got to have that game night. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're here to discuss the Black Panther teaser trail. This dropped the other day during Game 4 of the NBA Finals, I believe. Yeah, go Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of dropped out of nowhere. There was an announcement the day before that dropped with a poster. This is an interesting poster. Before we get into the trailer itself, yeah. this poster set a bit of a tone if you looked at it from a distance. Because <laughs> this thing is a horrendous Photoshop. It's an image, a, a CG image of some sort, or a hand-drawn or whatever, a computerized graphic yeah. image of the Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman's head shoved onto it. <laughs> and the concept is just kind of cool. It's him sitting on the throne. Right. And then I looked at it a bit closer. I was like, wow, this is not a great Photoshop. It's not good. It's not good. You know, I think actually I first saw the poster through you. Um, Tim here tweeted it. You know, I was on my phone, looked at it. I was like, yeah, cool. And then I got a better look and I was like, whoa, this is very... Um, I think that movie came out, Immortals, or... Oh, Immortals. yeah. Or Gods of Egypt. Gods of... Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not a good look, and it's heavily photoshopped. Um, Chaswick Bowen's uh, face is just... It's misplaced. I, I don't know why they didn't go with more of a subtle poster. I like when the teasers are subtle. You look at the very first Iron Man poster, it's just Amazing. Iron Man's face, and it's kind of half blacked out. The, the Captain America one, where he's holding a shield, and he's looking so down. So good. Thor, God of Thunder, is just his head. Yeah. This is God of... Like, right. Ant-Man was genius. How yes. You, yeah. Just the little ant, yeah, the yeah. white. Yeah. yeah. And then the Avengers was just the A that said yeah. assemble. Like, a lot of the subtleties behind the teaser posters 
is why I collect the teaser posters for the most part. Mm-hmm. I do like some of that clip art Photoshop stuff. Some of it's all right. Yeah. But all in all, the teaser posters are generally the best posters. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they didn't go more subtle with this. Like there's, they could have went so many different ways because of how dark his costume is. Yeah. And you could have embraced a bit more of the, maybe the colors and that that we yeah. do see in the trailers or some of the scenery that we do get there. More Batman-like even. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, that would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Something. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't go that path. It didn't really deter many people from watching the teaser trailer when it finally <laughs> did drop. This thing racked up almost 90 million views in 24 hours. That's Whoa. insane. Which is only second to the 136 that Thor Ragnarok got about a month or so ago. Wow. wow. So this thing was more talked about on social media than the NBA game four that was actually happening as this aired. Wow. Which wow. is pretty incredible when you think about it. For yes. a character that a year or two ago no one knew who he was right and now with him being included in civil war and now getting his own solo origin ish story yeah people are psyched for this this has an incredible cast behind it an incredible director in ryan kugler and what they put to screen here for this first trailer got me jacked up this was always one of my most anticipated 2018 films even before i saw frame of footage this puts it on another level marvel continues to evolve their characters they're diversifying here they're bringing in a completely different element And the one thing I really like about this trailer and this story is that it's an origin story with a forward-moving narrative. It is picking up from the pieces of Civil War while also telling a backstory but not going back and, you know, dive. well, at least it looks like it from the trailer, diving into the complexities of Wakanda. They're going to tell this as they go forward with what they've shown in the trailer. Like, this is an unreal trailer to me. This is how you cut a trailer. You introduce all of your characters and you tell almost nothing about the story. Exactly. You can get the gist of it, but there's yeah. nothing really there. While piquing our interest, right? Exactly. The music, too, that step oh. into the spotlight. Yeah. The lights flickering at the beginning. Man, we get that cool Batman shot of him in the jungle, in the yeah. trees. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan just looks awesome. Man. You know, yeah. Michael B. does no wrong. You know, third time now working with uh, Ryan Coogler from yeah. Creed and Fruitvale Station. I'm hyped to see this movie. Oh, that director did those two movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. And, 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 you know, watching Good. Creed, his, yeah. uh, his, his the, the, the fight sequences he captured in the boxing ring were great. So I can't wait to see what they do here. Even seeing Civil War, the fight sequences were great. So hopefully yeah. they bring back that same choreographer. Um, Andy Serkis, too, is in here, right? You know, reclaiming his role as uh, as Claw. Yeah, Ulysses Claw. Yes. Age of Ultron. Yeah, I can't wait to see this movie. It just looks so good. And you get to see his squad of, uh, of women, too. I think yeah. she actually made a... The Dora Milaje. Yes. Yeah, there's she... one of them that is in Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, she's and it looks like the same her role Yes. Here. Yeah. One of them. Yeah, there's a one of them. Others. Yeah, there's right. the, the, the girl that, or the lady that plays um, Michonne in Walking Dead. Okay. She's the one with the machete. Yeah. So she's one of the Dora Milaje as well. Okay. Oh, and, and then and we also have uh, Nupila Lunongo. Yeah, she's, I believe, a Dora Milaje as well. But we haven't well. seen her yet in the trailer, at least. I think she was in the trailer. Oh, she was? Maybe. Okay. Can't remember. Cool. cool. Sanjay, man, what did you think? <laughs> I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, I just watched it uh, before this uh, podcast started. As I said, I was in BC, so my cell service wasn't that good. Yeah. This trailer looks like this trailer makes the movie look so awesome. Like as you said, the fight scenes, the one where he's on that one car and then he like the car's yeah, flipping the and yeah. then he like jumps yeah. on the hood of the other car. I was like, man, like that looked really cool. And for that being a opening teaser trailer, the CGI is not finished yet, yeah. so it's only gonna look more crisp and it's only gonna look better from here. I'm super jacked for this movie. 2018. I mean, there's how many superhero films coming out? There's three from Marvel, three from Fox, one from DC, one from DC confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So seven. This is right up there. Um, you know, as a DC guy, it's not above Aquaman, but it's pretty close. Which, for me to admit that, I mean, that's that's huge. huge. I mean, this movie is probably number two. I'm. I think I'm even more excited for this than Infinity War. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think this this movie is gonna be the Wonder Woman of 2017 in terms of this probably doesn't have as big a budget as Infinity War. God, no, no. definitely, definitely not. <laughs> but I can see this <laughs> <Nothing> movie <laughs> having the legs of Wonder Woman. Well, th- this uh, does drop. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> Put that picture in your mind now of Black Panther with Wonder Woman's legs. <laughs> this does drop in February. 
So it's no competition. A lot of running room. Yeah. Wow. So February 16, 2018, this drops. So that's oh, soon. Man. Like, yeah. you know, that's only like, what? Well, it's supposed to be away? this year. Yeah. But it got pushed out. Got pushed. Really? Yeah, Is it for Spider Man? Yeah. 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 So they chose Spider Man over this? Pretty good decision. Yeah. I, I don't so. know. <laughs> I think this looks better than Homecoming. This, it might be better as far as content wise, but I think giving this a little bit more space mm-hmm. as far as box office and the time for Ryan Coogler to get together the cast that he did put together. Yeah. I think this will benefit the movie having delayed this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of rushing something into production, trying to build off the civil war, mm-hmm. this is still going to be the same movie, but given an extra six, eight months, this is going to be a better movie. Yeah. So this is kind of going to be a sequel to civil war. It seems like it won't be because before he wasn't black Panther, was he? Right. And he yeah. wasn't King either. No. Yeah. So it looks like just based off of the trailer here, some of the, some of the observations I have here, it looks like it's going to be at, at least a good portion of the film is going to focus in on some sort of unrest within Wakanda and T'Challa returning to claim the throne of Wakanda because all the events of civil war happened post T'Chaka's death and he takes up the mantle of King of Wakanda. And you look at the characters like Michael B. Jordan, and there's uh, also Manape that's going to be in here, played by Winston Duke. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of this tribal battle mm-hmm. for the throne of Wakanda and challenging for the throne of Wakanda, which fits into the comic books really well. Eric Killmonger, who Michael B. Jordan is playing, yeah. he's this exiled son of Wakanda. He's come back to claim the throne. And the reason he was exiled is because his father, along with Ulysses Claw, Andy Serkis' character, mm-hmm. tried to lead a coup against... T'Chaka or T'Challa and so they're exiled for this and then him coming back so there's a lot of inner workings here of the the different tribes from Wakanda that I'm really liking here we get some great imagery at the start of this trailer when he's going into what looks to be a coronation ceremony we have all the different colors and the palettes Mm -hmm. that they're playing with there and this kind of traditional culture african culture mixed with this like futuristic ultra modern technology right like this is going to be a real great juxtaposition of two things that are completely different and this is addressed even at the start of this trailer. It's And it's an interesting way to start a trailer for a Black Panther movie is having Ulysses Claw and Everett Ross returning yes. Martin Freeman from Civil War. Yep. Uh, it's giving you two familiar characters and they're kind of bantering here a bit and we're talking, we're learning a bit about Wakanda, about how it's this secluded nation mm-hmm. and how that no one really knows what's going on and he refers to it as El Dorado, the city of gold in South America that mm-hmm. this is, you know, what legends are made of and how they've likened that to this is actually Wakanda and it's the vibranium that right. everyone's looking for. So they, they've built so much into this trailer and given you a bit of that history while also giving you nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's so cool here, and I'm I'm dying. I'm hoping for this movie we get um, uh, a Captain America appearance. I oh. I think it'd be so cool if they pulled it off because you know Civil War they introduced Spider Man and Black Panther. We see Spider Man slash Iron Man and Spider Man. How cool would it be if we saw Iron Man in Black Panther? And I say that because back when this genre modern run happened, we do see. Uh, flashback when Cap appears in Wakanda and he's making moves in Wakanda and he kind of goes up against um, the Wakanda nation and I think it'd be so cool to see him say go up against like his great grandfather at one point because we there's some unexplored history of uh, Cap Winter Soldier I'm guessing he is Captain America for quite some time that we haven't explored yet it'd be really cool to see a flashback of him back in that cool Captain America getup yeah stealth Right, right, or even the first Avenger oh, costume, yeah. right? And oh, seeing yeah. back then, you know, in Wakanda, I think it'd be so cool. Yeah, I'm working in World War Two in Africa. Yes, exactly. Oh, that'd right? be cool. Right? Yeah. And his that'd shield, cool. right? It's vibranium. It's all connected. Yeah. So to see him, Steve Rogers, pop up this movie, if they kept that under the wraps, I'd give Marvel huge credit, even though I already do. So. <laughs> well, that's like the uh, Ultimate Avengers cartoon that's the right. number two the i think revenge of black panther or something it's called and he goes up against the avengers yeah and yeah. then uh it has like cap in world war ii and red skulls there and, and the aliens like, yeah the alien nazis or yeah. something and then he fights him that was a really good one that was good yeah yeah really like check that out one. that one i mean marvel doesn't put out a lot of their animated movies like dc puts out like no. Three or four year Marvel. I don't even know if they still do them. I don't know if they do. DC definitely had the better movies. I think Marvel's like we don't need to. Yeah, anymore. like they don't make that much money. Like even the tops in DC make like six, seven million tops. Yeah, they're going downhill. The DC. Some of them, movies, yeah. Unfortunately, the Killing Joke was awful. It's horrible, and so was the the Judas Contract. Oh really? Yeah, wasn't oh, that good that's disappointing because yeah. Teen Titans and Deathstroke. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Black Panther, though, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we, we did see a lot of the woman of Wakanda in this trailer, and I'm immensely excited for the Dormelage. They look like they are bad asses. Mm-hmm. And the few scenes we do see there with Michael B. Jordan going up against the whole crew of them, 
And the Dormelage are traditionally the guards of the Wakandan king. And they also are, in the comics at least, kind of set up to be the wives for the king. Or right. for, and one's the sister of uh, Yeah, so Suri is the sister. She's the one, I believe, that comes out with the two panther gauntlets on. Cool. So she's immensely intelligent in the comic books. She's kind of got this Tony Stark level of intelligence. She also becomes the Black Panther and the Queen of Wakanda right. in the most recent runs. So I don't know if we're going to actually get there, but she is also a pretty badass character. And then you've also got Forrest Whitaker in here as well. He seems to be playing one of the elders of the Wakanda nation. He's part of that coronation ceremony. Nice. So there's a lot of fantastic actors in this. You mentioned Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. Man, like this this is a packed trailer and this a is packed great. cast. This is great. As, as long as Forrest Whitaker stays away from that Broadway performance of Sakura, <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. No... Uh, Oh, this 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 role could lend to him being a bit crazy again. It, it, it could. Yeah. It very well could be. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. This yeah. is this this is one of the best trailers I think in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that probably every time we see a trailer for the MCU, but right? Because they continue to evolve, and mm-hmm. like we said with the Guardians trailers, until you get to that third trailer, you're not getting much of the movie here. Yeah. You're getting everything you need. I don't know how many times I've watched this because. Like you said, the music too, it's stuck in my head. Oh, yeah, from the jump, right? Yeah. yeah. It is so... So good. And like the scene where Michael B comes in, like and he kind of busts in there, and yeah. the music's pumping right there. And then the end too, when it's got that... I don't even know what instrument it is. Yeah. It's got that like that little single note going through. Right. It's incredible. Level. And, and again, just always changing the game, Marv. I, I don't want to praise them too much, but I kind of <laughs> do. And uh, I just I just feel these trailers are just escalating. I mean, I, I know out of the three of us, I, I really did like the Spider-Man trailer a lot, even though I it probably did give away a lot. I guess we don't really know until we see the movie. That's true. But um, Spider-Man and then Thor and then the Guardians now, stuff is... And Guardians, yeah. like the marketing is incredible. And each trailer is beating each other. Like they're all competing with amongst themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's like we're looking at now the the new generation of superheroes. Right. Like we're gonna be with Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther for at least the next say eight to ten years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running through Avengers films, running through what will inevitably be probably follow ups. If Ant Man getting a follow up, Black Panther is gonna get a follow up. Oh yeah. So, for sure. Yeah, we're we're introducing ourselves over the last couple of years. We're we're getting away from Captain America's and Thor's. We're seeing the end at least in a big way, the end of their portrayals of these characters. Even Chris Evans confirmed that he has signed on for Avengers 4, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. So we're probably going to see someone else take up the mantle of Captain America, maybe. But the fact that we're going to have a whole different crew of Avengers by the time we get to Avengers 5, sometime probably 2022 or something, it doesn't worry me at all. No. Because of the characters they've introduced here, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Black Panther. Like, I want Black Panther to take a huge lead in this so. universe. Mm-hmm. He needs to come so. up and be the next Captain America. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a level this character should be on. Right. Or, or even if he goes the Tony Stark route, you know, with his intelligence, his technology, do, yeah. Captain Marvel as, as the... As the, as the uh, yes. You could. Captain America, you know... That's why I like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I can't and the cool thing is too is like we got these Avengers building over here and then we still got the cosmic universe that's going yeah. even yeah. bigger. Yeah. Right? That, that's something that James Gunn's been going on about for the last couple of weeks and Instagram today he teased Quasar. Quasar He's with the wrist gauntlets and all that like in it it changes the character throughout but it's they got the the quantum bands. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. He teased like a like a photo? No, so he had a it was a VCR. <laughs> that he says, I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, I just remembered that my old VCR had wood paneling on the front. And it was a, I guess there was a VCR company called Quasar. Oh, and it just yeah. had Quasar in the corner. And so people were freaking out today being oh like, oh my, my God, God, he's teasing Quasar. Because he, he said the other day that he started right volume three. Oh, oh. And volume three is going to kick off this huge cosmic universe. Like oh we do have the potential to do solo cosmic films at the same time that really don't have to impact what's going on over here right so they technically could start to build up two totally separate universes right. that once in a while cross over or have something like the guardians that allows them to be a focal point where you do get interaction with both but you could do a Bay bill movie yes. or nova yeah. no i would love that <laughs> richard rider yes yes so gotta be richard rider man yep. i'm the sam Alexander stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. wrapping this discussion up, Black Panther, I think we're all on board for yes. this. Absolutely. I can't wait to see a little bit more. 
I, I just want to see a little bit more of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. That was one thing about this trailer. It wasn't hugely focused in on him. That's a good point. And mm-hmm. it might be because we know the character, we're familiar with him because of Civil War. This was a lot about building Wakanda, I think, as a character. You look at the most recent comic run, Wakanda is a character in That's there. That's right. And the tribes of Wakanda and the culture of Wakanda. And I think this movie was very successful in bridging that gap between Civil War and saying, look, we're doing something with this character you're familiar with, but we're doing something really different at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think they really needed to say, look, we're doing big things over here at Marvel and we're, we're diversifying. We're going to a different part of the world. We're telling a completely different story. Yeah. And I, I love that. We're getting the teenager this year. We're getting yeah. Honda next and year. We're getting the we're God, getting the God yeah. this yes. year as well. So we're yeah. all over the map. We're not relying on our grounded superheroes. This is about diversifying. This is about making something different and constantly evolving the product and not yes. sticking with the status quo. Yeah. Yes, sometimes they might be blueprint films, but at the same time, if we're getting these different characters and we're going so deep into Marvel history on the big screen, there's nothing that us as fans can really complain about no, right now. No, definitely not, not at all. Definitely not. And I, I mean, looking at Thor, I mean, yeah, he's one of the legacy characters in the in the movie world, but it's pretty much a reboot, it looks like, with this film. Like, they're going a different direction with Chris Hemsworth's uh, Thor. So, man, I'm totally on board with all three of these films. Yeah. Four of these films with Guardians. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the last Thor. I wouldn't be surprised either. If they found their, their footing yeah. with this mm-hmm. movie particular, I wouldn't be surprised if they pumped out at least one more Thor yeah. film. Thor yeah. 4? Hemsworth yeah. isn't... Thor 4. Say that yeah. three times fast. <laughs> He's not overly old, and no. he doesn't seem, out of all of them, to mind being jacked all the time. Yes, yeah. yes. He never complains about that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one other thing about Black Panther before you wrap the show up here. There was a photo released from, I think, Chadwick Boseman's Instagram account, or one of them, and it's him with Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner. Oh, so, man. And then it was released alongside of one with the Russos who were scouting locations for Wakanda for Infinity War. So it looks like Chadwick Boseman has arrived on set for Avengers Infinity War. Oh, man. It looks like he's going to have interaction with Bruce Banner. Exciting times. Oh, my God. Give him the gauntlet. Like, Secret Wars there. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. The gauntlet. Now yeah, I know he, lo- he lives in the movie. <laughs> I thought he might have died at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined it, Tim. <laughs> I'm not going to go pay my $18 to go see it now. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because we have to review it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure talking about all this news. I know we start off in a bit of a tangent, but we kind of centered ourselves here around Black Pants at the end. And I have to just reiterate, man, I am <laughs> stoked for everything that is coming down the pipe here. Yeah. We've got San Diego Comic-Con coming up. We've but... got Spider-Man Homecoming. We've got Sanjay's 30th birthday. Oh. <laughs> Lots of big things on the horizon. That's there. right when Spider-Man Homecoming comes out. That's a nice birthday present they gave me, Marvel. Yeah. If you wanted to you know, send me to the premiere in L.A., I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think he'd probably need friends to go with him. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some spider friends. Yeah. Some amazing friends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to be back next week talking all things comic books and movies. We're going to be running into our Spider-Man prelude episode in a couple of weeks here, followed by our Spider-Man Homecoming review. Here we go. This will be the week after it debuts, debuting July 7th. This month, we're also talking Captain America, the first Avenger over on our MCU retrospective series. So that's coming out the last Thursday of the month, which I believe is the 29th or 30th, maybe something like that. So that's going to be dropping. So look out for that. That's continuing on from our previous retrospective reviews, which include Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Incredible Hulk, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's kind of a bit out of order, but we're hitting these as they come out as well. And this all leads into our weekend release review of Avengers Infinity War. So we're building into something bigger. We're going to have a huge catalog of movie reviews by the time we get to Avengers Infinity War for everybody to go back and kind of revisit or take the ride with us, take the journey with us to Avengers Infinity War. Well then, gentlemen, until next week, where we'll be returning to talk more comic books and movie news. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. (laughs) And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search the Nerd Room podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. 
Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.